Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 533. It's Super Tramp with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Well, everything's closed. Everything. And uh, for but good for reason. good reason, yeah, though. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. You, I mean, we heard about a foot of snow yesterday. Well, uh, well, maybe it's somebody's foot of snow, not not an actual whole twelve inches of it. Um, for those of you who are waiting for the blizzard of twenty twenty four to occur, um, or occur, I should say. Um, don't hold your breath. Nah. Nothing going on. You're just going to be let down like everybody else. Although it is uh, appearing to snow where Adam Stremko is live somewhere. Where is that? In Outdoors. Front a, in front of a big Y somewhere. Yeah, okay, so now I'm seeing in our security cameras a, a, a flake of snow. That just happened. I literally just walked in the door and there was nothing outside. And now this. They're saying three to five inches. It's, uh, yeah, you could sneeze. And get something deeper than that. Well, that that ain't no foot of snow. No, it's not even a half foot. Yeah. But yet, schools are canceled. Everything is uh, everything is closed today for a whole lot of nothing. Maybe we should try to get canceled too. Please, not yet. <laughs> you never know. I got a lot to pay for still. All right. It's five thirty-five. By the way, uh, check out the uh, the, the podcast okay. today. Brought to you by Mark Hot Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Mark Hot Ford. In Holyoke, you, get, you get a four-wheel drive vehicle there to drive through all this snow. And barely see snow to drive through. That's right. Fax and Nagle at Rock 102. Hi, it's Hank from Tudor House Liquors. Listen to Pat. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550 in Motley Crew with Bax and Nagle at Rock 102. Uh, you know, I just got a message uh, across the wire here uh, t- telling me I talk about the Super Bowl and how it's a uh, you know, conspiracy theory. Yeah. Uh, the biggest conspiracy uh, is this forecasting by the local weather forecast. <laughs> yeah, I think they're yeah. just making it up. It's it, all uh, pre-written out for them. It, it's all scripted. And Dan Brown will have all the details for you uh, of that script coming up later on next hour. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, there's a. Oh, we just gotta do that. Just gotta go right in. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, you wanna hear some random Super Bowl insanity? Sure. The Taylor effect is real, people. Super Bowl 58 averaged 123.4 million viewers. Making it the most watched Super Bowl ever. It's the most watched. Uh, <clears throat> it's the most watched show since the moon landing. Think about that. And by the way, not everybody in America was watching the moon landing, which makes me think: Was there something else on TV that was better than the moon landing in 1969? Uh, you know what? We're talking all about this. Uh, the script of the Super Bowl. Don't even get me going on the moon landing. Oh. That was fake, too. You know what? Let me uh, consult with my friend Alex Jones, and I will get back to you with all the details of that. Well, I'll be waiting for that. Uh, the last year's Chiefs-Eagles game set the previous record, which was $115 million. I thought there was a bigger audience than, than that at some point, but I guess not. Uh, here's one of those tweets that didn't age well. In 2019, someone pointed out that Patrick Mahomes had thrown 36% of Troy Aikman's career touchdowns in roughly 8% of games played. Aikman replied, quote, talk to me when he has 33% of my Super Bowl titles. Oh! Oh, Well, yeah. as of last night, Mahomes now has three Super Bowl <laughs> wins, which is 100% 
of Troy's, and he uh, he he may be just getting started. As long as the script plays out for the next couple oh, of seasons. Oh, crying out loud. <laughs> you know what? I, I really w- love watching Scott Cohen squirm in his chair, listening to this nonsense. You almost had him a, crying yesterday. Well, he was pretty upset about that. Tell a, tell, tell a, a grown man that uh, maybe his his what he's been watching his entire life might not be what he thinks it is. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs hosted a rager <laughs> after the Super Bowl on Sunday night, and of course Taylor was there. Uh, Drake bet one point one five million on the Chiefs to win and walked out with a payout of two point three four six million. Drake did that? Yeah, I hate the Drake. I loathe the Drake. A profit of one point one nine six million, and he claimed he was going to make a fan super blessed at his show in St. Louis last night. So I don't know what that means. Well, he wasn't going to give the money away. No, but if he had lost, would he have just upped the prices of the vendor of uh, the? Uh, oh yeah, gotta, uh, you know what? Got to recover the loss somehow. That beer you want is now going to be twice as much. I need to get some extra money back to make up for this loss I just did. Uh, Usher wanted his longtime friend Justin Bieber to join him for the Super Bowl halftime show, but sources say he just wasn't feeling it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, speaking of halftime, remember when Alicia Keys' voice cracked when she started singing? Yes. Well, it's been corrected on the official version of YouTube. Somebody oh, good. Else. Well, thank goodness. Because yeah. I hate to think that would have seemed contrived. Thank God that we uh, that we don't see anything that's real anymore. We're just fixing mistakes. <laughs> Kanye West. I'm glad you're not fixated on anything. Kanye West claims he made $19 million in sales from his low-quality ad for Yeezy.com. I don't know who, if he's telling the truth or not. And people are trashing trashing Alicia, uh, trashing Alyssa Milano. Again? I know. For posting a picture with her son at the Super Bowl. You remember how she recently posted a GoFundMe link to raise $10,000 for a trip to the kids' baseball game? Right. Well, one person uh, claimed that Alyssa had won the tickets in a fundraising raffle for the American Cancer Society. So it's possible she didn't pay thousands of dollars to attend the game. But she still had to get there, and she still had to, uh, you know, well, probably get a hotel room. Maybe she's staying with friends. I don't think. I wish we would get off uh, being critical of Alyssa Milano. I don't believe she deserves this kind of hatred. I, I, she has not, suffered enough. I don't think anybody deserves hatred, but you really do need to be told. You know how tone deaf you sound when mm-hmm. you're asking people for money to raise for your kids' little league when you're out prancing around the country, especially in, at one of the most expensive venues in the in the United States. You do uh, realize we're talking about uh, sweet and lovable Alyssa Milano. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I will not throw hurtful barbs her way. Yeah, she. I uh, I had a crush on her when I was a kid when she was on uh, Who's the Boss, and then uh, then she just she revealed herself. As she got older. Maybe you revealed a little bit too much of yourself. Do you think about that? Maybe. Who's the boss? <laughs> it ain't you. Uh, let's move away from the Super Bowl stuff now. Because it's two days ago. And I know. Really uh, tomorrow is Valentine's Day. So, of course, it's a good reason to watch your favorite romantic comedy. Isn't it? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Decider.com put together a list of the 45 best rom-coms of all time. Let's go through all 45. Number one, Harry Met Sally. It's hard to argue with that Number one. Number two, The Big Sick. I don't know that one. Uh, the Princess Bride. Oh, yeah. Pretty Woman. Sure. Say Anything. Right. Scott Pilgrim versus The World. Nope. 
Fire Island. No. The Wedding Singer. Sure. The Holiday. <clears throat> Bridget Jones's Diary. Please. Look, that's the top ten. I'm not even going to go. Here's well, wait the- a minute. I'm waiting for 11 through 50. Okay. Well, here you go. Uh, sleeping with other people. Uh-huh. Uh, to all the boys I've loved before. All right. I'm done. High Fidelity. That's actually a pretty good movie. I like it. You don't have to go through all 50. But it's not, I don't think it's a rom-com. It was more of like a, a depressed guy who owns a record store who's... But why was he depressed? For love. Because he made his girlfriend have an abortion during the movie? Well, there's that. And then wanted to get back with her at the end? All right, there's that To start a life together? Yes. Yeah. Seeing it's still about love, ultimately. Uh, Clueless. 13 going on 30, Palm Springs, set it up. The proposal, Uptown Girls and Broadcast News. Those are the top 20. That's all I got for you. Uh, Surprisingly, um, my favorite romantic comedy is not on there. Which one? Um, Blue Velvet. (laughs) That was a great movie. I would have thought Caligula was my favorite. It's uh, about a love for mom. It's about a love for other people. There's so much. Dennis Hopper, probably one of the. You can take Tom Hanks's performance in Sleepless in Seattle. Oh yeah, I mean, and throw I, I, that right out the window. How many couples got together, saw that movie, and the woman said, "How come you can't treat me that way?" Right, right. <laughs> Why can't you be more like Dennis Hopper? All right, give me some of that nitrous oxide. We're gonna be, we're gonna be watching Blue Velvet tonight. <laughs> and Kim Kardashian was late to the Super Bowl, but she got there just in time for Usher's performance. Think about that. You talk about how much money people spend. Mm-hmm. You were an hour and 15 minutes late to the game just to watch the Super Bowl halftime show? Well, listen, I was more than an hour and a half late to uh, Free Music Friday a couple weeks ago. Anything could happen. Yeah, but that wasn't be- – but sh- you don't have a private helicopter to bring you to wherever you're going. Either. True. Anyway uh- – she must have something to say. Yeah. Oh my God! The last time I was late was when Ray J gave me the belly banger with cheese and that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. Because I got a buddy too. Oh, I bet you do, uh-huh. uh, Caitlin. I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once gave her the Quaker Oats blow. A little minnow <laughs> juice from the Squirt Queen. What? What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I mixed a dirt pipe milkshake with my Cuisinart goo processor. <laughs> Did you ever uh, mix it up with the Cuisinart? Uh no, no. I try to keep both separate. Well, you're missing. That's from uh, that's from my uh, my online store on Finger Hut. Does anybody still do Finger <laughs> Hut anymore? Maybe I'm the only one. And that's yeah. the Hollywood treasure. I want to do. I am. Win big right now. At- and now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't know if you were aware of this, but the game of football is a game of rules. Rigidly compiled, the NFL rule book is a list of procedures, protections, and stipulations that are meant to ensure a safe and strategically fair competitive environment. This handbook is published each year so that coaches and players alike can readily abide by these rules without ambiguity or misunderstanding. And yet somehow, after having access to the rulebook all season long, we are now learning that certain members of the San Francisco 49ers were unaware of some of these rules, particularly the new overtime rules as they applied to the Super Bowl. You know who did understand these rules? The Kansas City Chiefs, who beat the 49ers in overtime, the very overtime that many of these players 
did not understand. According to players such as 49ers defensive lineman Eric Armstead, quote, I didn't even know about these new overtime playoff rules. Same with 49ers fullback Kyle Juchek, who stated yesterday, we never even talked about it. You see, Article 4 of Rule 16, Section A through I on the postseason overtime procedures on page 69 of the NFL rulebook are pretty clear. Unlike regular season play, postseason overtime allows both teams to possess the football at least once during each overtime period. The team with the most points following both possessions will be declared the winner subject to Article 5 on the following page. This is unlike the regular season where the first team to score in overtime would be declared the winner. In this case, the 49ers were unaware of the difference, making them ill-prepared for what would come up next, which was to lose the Super Bowl. And although every player in the NFL has had a copy of these rules in their possession since the preseason began, apparently nobody from the San Francisco 49ers bothered to read them. And as a result, their apparent inattention to detail resulted in them losing the most important game of their lives. What lesson can we learn from this astonishing error in judgment? Well, let's just say the list of rule changes were highlighted on page number two. Gee, I guess those debt-free college scholarships that everybody got really paid off for you guys because I could barely get past the second page of anything that I was required to read in college either. But of course, I wasn't doing it in front of the biggest television audience in television history. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Go to Rocky's and get the Craftsman Battery and Charger Starter Kit for Power Tools. Just 99 bucks. You get your first Craftsman tool for uh, Power Tool for free as well. That can be a circular saw, jigsaw, reciprocating saw, or an angle grinder. Your choice. Craftsman Tools at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Do big name dealerships have your back? No. Does Marcotte Ford and Holyoke? Yes. Why? Because they're a community-based Ford dealership that cares. And you'll see why when you walk through the door. Have a seat in the Lug Nuts Cafe and discuss your dream with a member of the Marcotte team. You'll hear everything you want, selection, service, which means the start of a relationship with peace of mind for the life of your vehicle. Marcotte thanks the community for having their back, and they're ready to have yours. Marcotte Ford, 1025 Main Street, Holyoke. Under pressure. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 611. And Queen with David Bowie with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what the forecast is because uh, the one Dan Brown sent over was from yesterday. Ah. Like, like we were going in a time machine uh, to, to make it. Remember how we all felt yesterday when we were going to get a foot of snow? Well, now yes. we're not going to get a foot of snow, so... We're not even going to get a half a foot of snow. I think he just wanted me to feel what I felt like yesterday, but you can never relive that moment when the first way you felt right. when you heard that it was going to be three feet of snow. Is he aware uh, <laughs> that he may have sent us the wrong forecast? I mean, is there any way for us to like uh, reach out and say, hey, dude, could you send today's instead? You could have just stopped at, is he aware? And the answer is no. Ah, well, that, okay, then my mistake. Yeah, 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 I guess yeah. I so, assume too much. So uh, I don't know what it's going to do, but it's 33 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. You know, I don't assume, speaking of assuming, I don't assume that you uh, you listen to my uh, my well-prepared and brilliantly written uh, view from the couch segments on the show every day. Uh, what is that? Is that <clears> something you do every day here? Yeah, I do. Uh, I do it three times a day uh one repeated one at six and eight uh, that's the same one and uh, i pour my heart and soul into every one of these steve i don't, I don't know if you were uh, <clears throat> were aware of any of that but uh been doing it for oh, god i don't know almost 30 plus years or so 
Is that the thing you uh, we don't know what you say at the very end of it? Yes, I say I, that's. Uh, no, I'm no, back. No, that's my view from the couch and rock one too. You do that like thing. Since 1995, I have never said that on the air. Yeah, you say, and that's my view from the couch. No, no, uh, no, no. I say uh, I'm back, so that's my view from the couch and rock 102. Anyway, uh, my point is this. Mm-hmm. There was a story that came out yesterday about uh, the Super Bowl, and I know that you are of the belief that perhaps the NFL is a scripted organization where everything has already been predetermined. Only when Scott Cohen's here. Perhaps. But there was a story that came out yesterday that I find to be a rather hard to imagine. Yeah. Uh, every year at the beginning of the season, every player and every coach receives a brand new copy of the NFL rulebook. Okay? Okay. Kind of like when we get our uh, employee handbook here from, from the company, right. from the radio station, and we're required to pull out the last page and sign it which is an indication that we have read the rule book, which everybody knows nobody we reads read that damn the thing. rule book. Been working yeah. with this company for three decades or more, and I haven't read it once. Anyway, um, there are new rules that uh, changed this year governing postseason overtime. Yeah. Okay? Different from any other year. And, of course, in overtime, the, uh, the 49ers blew it because they didn't apparently understand the rules because nobody on the team – read the rules regarding postseason overtime. Now, I'm trying to imagine this, that this is the only team that didn't read these rules. The Chiefs knew the rules. How do you go into the Super Bowl, like the biggest game of your life, and not know the rules should, in fact, by the end of four quarters, you're all tied up? How how do you even do that? How do you not know the rules of overtime? Well, uh, they're football players. I mean, uh, I remember my football coach uh, in in high school saying, "Hey, uh, your alignment don't think. You know, you're not supposed to think. You're just supposed to do." Right. Uh, so unless somebody's telling you what the rules are, you really don't know what the rules are. In the uh, the rule book, and I actually um, <laughs> I don't know why I did this, but I actually downloaded the PDF of the rules mm-hmm. just to see, you know, how buried. All this new information might, in fact, be. If you open up the NFL rulebook, there's the cover, okay, which has the NFL logo on it. Then there's a blank page. And then there's page number two. Uh, actually, it's less than page two, but it's the uh, the second page of the whole thing, uh, which says, here are the new rule changes. And there's only two of them. Only two rules in the entire, yeah. uh, entire book, which means... Everybody in the 49ers organization didn't open the book at all. Were those, were, was one of those the rules? Yes. All one right. of them was the, and it says specifically, the change in overtime rules for postseason play. It's okay. as plain as the nose on your face. And it's hard for me to imagine that no coach talks to these players about how it's different than they've they're used to and how nobody bothered to even read it that if there's a new rule maybe i should take at least five minutes of my time to understand it but didn't most of these guys go to a college where they really didn't learn anything they were just put there on scholarships uh, to play football and really never showed up at a, at a class to, to maybe maybe they didn't know how to read uh, you know the, um the, the thing it's interesting you say that steve because that's exactly what i was thinking these are all kids that went to college 
Did none of them read a damn thing? Did they not know how to at least fake their way through, say, like uh, some literature classes or a philosophy class where they had to BS their way through every everything? Yeah. At least, at least know a name. At least know a concept or two, just so people get the impression that some sort of education may have fallen into your lap. Yeah. Well, it's the they, biggest game of your life. You got to know the damn rules. There's a there's somebody just telling them what to do. Here, this is what you do. Yeah. This is part of the script. You go out there and win the game, mm-hmm. and they'll lose the game, and then uh, you can kiss your cheerleader girlfriend on the fifty yard line and make out with her on TV. Now, the only thing I can That's think all, of, look like it. Would you care about any other rule if somebody told you you could go make out with a, a hot international superstar? No, Depen- no, you well, wouldn't. It would depend on who the superstar is. Mick Jagger. No, not interested in making out with Mick Jagger. All right. But um, if you believe for a moment that this whole thing is scripted, it was hard for me to imagine that the only team that didn't receive these new rules in the handbook was the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, but that's why it was fixed, do you see? They didn't get <laughs> yeah, the yeah, rules. I knew it. Yeah, I knew it. that yeah, would fall yeah, into yeah. Uh, That's where you would go with that. Uh, that, is, that is, I think it's just an excuse to why they came up short. You know, it's like, well, no, no, we would have won that game, but we just didn't know the rule. Do you realize that yeah. by admitting that, yeah. you look like the biggest dope on the planet? Not you. I mean, the players look well, like, the, I biggest look like do- the biggest dope on the planet anyway. You're right up yeah. there along yeah. with them. I'm just saying that the if you say that yeah. to the press, we didn't understand the rules. The how stupid that makes you look. It would have been better to say, yeah, we just couldn't uh, we just couldn't uh, convert, we couldn't stop the uh, couldn't stop the Chiefs. They were a juggernaut. They were uh, they were unstoppable. That would have been more acceptable than to say we didn't know the rules. Well, again, though, uh, you brought it up about the employee handbook. How many times have you actually read that thing? Once? Probably uh, once when you first started working here so many years ago. This is what I do. Yeah. This is an all honesty. I signed that last page without reading anything in it, but the new vacation policy and the policies governing uh, personal days, and that's it. Which haven't changed in haven't changed in, yeah, in years, yeah. but, you know, but that's the only thing I really care about. Have those changed at all? Because those are the only things that I care about: my time off and where do I sign. Well, maybe uh, the Forty ers only cared about uh, what it's like to score a touchdown or a field goal. Uh, they didn't really concern themselves with the other rules because mm-hmm. they didn't think they'd ever be in that situation. Same with you. Let's just say the boss comes down here one day and said you violated rule number uh, 60, which is, I don't know, I don't something. Know that is. Yeah, but yeah. they say you violated You're like, I didn't know that was a rule. Well, you signed the paper. You should have read it. It's the same thing with these guys. They're like, ah, these are the new overtime rules. I know I'm not supposed to bring a gun to work. I know I'm not supposed to uh, imbibe alcohol or take recreational drugs while I'm on the air. There's a oh, while you're on the air. While I'm say. on the yeah, there's a big bottle of vodka, uh, yeah. which I'm going to open the day I retire, I which is exactly two thousand seven uh, seven hundred and seventy days from today. There's there's a six year old beer still up in the refrigerator from when somebody dropped that off sometime. Uh, yeah. Oh no, yeah. I'm yeah. <laughs> fully aware of that. Uh, but uh, yeah, those rules I understand. Yeah. I get that. That's. You know, those are the rules that uh, have governed this place forever. But as far as anything new, unless it's written on page number two, mm-hmm. they could put anything in there. I wouldn't even know about it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But man. change that vacation policy. I'll be the first one to complain. But again, maybe they didn't 
want to pay attention. Maybe they just think, we're not going to go into overtime. We're going to win this thing. Because it says so right here in this room. Except then, at that point, the script would have been wrong. Somebody flipped the script at the very last minute. We expected the Chiefs to beat us by at least three touchdowns. Yeah, it was uh, some, some some gambling executive going, you know how much money we're going to lose if these 49ers win? Let's put this into overtime and change the rules. <laughs> these guys don't know. They didn't read the rule book. I didn't know the rules. Yeah, Unbelievable. That, that, is a, that is a poor excuse. It's ter- you know, it just it opens you up to you know, more scrutiny than you deserve. Of course it does. It, it sounds very dumb that you wouldn't know the rules of the game that you're playing. Now, baseball is a different story because there's probably probably 10 times as many rules I would think in baseball than there would be in football, don't you think? Um, With all the different scenarios think, over the last, you know, two I think football is a far more rigidly written set of rules in baseball because baseball is such an open-ended sport. Right. And there's no there are very few rules that dictate that a baseball game has to end at a certain period of regulated time. Right. It, right. it could go on forever. But yeah, there's a lot of there are a lot of rules, but whenever they change a rule, it's usually it's usually like in the newspapers. It's like a you know ESPN will talk about it. Like how do you so ignore all that. You know what? We didn't even talk about this. What is the rule that they're saying they didn't understand? <laughs> the rule is, uh, specifically, uh, Article 4, Rule 16, A through I, postseason overtime procedures. On page 69 of the NFL yeah! playbook. Yeah! Unlike regular season play, postseason overtime allows both teams to possess the football at least once during each overtime period. The team with the most points following both possessions will be declared the winner subject to Article 5 on the following page. It's unlike regular season where the first team to score in overtime would be declared the winner. There's only There are a couple of uh, situations that the rules talk about in which that are like provisional type of rules, like if a, a safety is scored on the opening kickoff yeah. of overtime, then who, it's different. Who was the first person to say we didn't understand the rules? I don't know who the first one was. The, the, the two that I quoted were uh, defensive lineman Eric Armstead and then uh, fullback Kyle Uchek. Okay, Then those two should be cut. That that's the that the, you know if you're gonna drop dead weight from the team, you drop the two that didn't understand the rules and who m- admitted that to the media. Yeah, except they don't believe it was just those two. I did. Did you did you hear Patrick Mahomes? Uh, uh, or not? Um, uh, yeah, Brock Purdy. Brock I don't, Purdy say. No, yeah. I don't. I think Brock Purdy was smart enough to shut his mouth and not talk to the press about it. Yeah, he don't want to look like an idiot. <laughs> Uh, let these two uh, rules Listen, that we got at the bottom of the list here. I don't want to become Mr. Irrelevant for the second time in my life. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, he, he's making his way. It's 624 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Boston just not available in all states. It's 627 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Dan Brown will not give you the forecast because he sent the wrong one this <sighs> morning. So uh, it's going to be uh, apparently some snow, uh, three to five inches maybe. It's it, it is snowing pretty hard south of us in Connecticut. Yeah. Like they they're they're still going to get that 8 to something inches, but this uh storm has shifted and uh, we're not going to get as much. About 3 to 5 inches uh total for the day. High of 36 tomorrow, sunny with a high of 33. It is 33 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 is giving you a chance to go to a Springfield Thunderbirds hockey game with Pat Kelly. Can you imagine the excitement of all of that? Uh, yeah. Uh, enter to uh, enter to win by going to rock102.com. By the end of the day on February 18th, 
Five winners and their guests will all join Pat Kelly on Friday the 23rd to watch the Springfield Thunderbirds take on the Hartford Wolfpack. At least you're going to go see a good game, whether or not Pat shows up with you or not. It's your chance to go to, the, uh, to a Thunderbirds game with Pat Kelly from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. All right. Are you ready to laugh? I am ready to laugh. All right. Let's laugh. It's Bex and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. I'm going to do something different this morning. A little uh, retro jokes. Retro jokes? Yeah, going back to a time where something was topical at the time and is no longer topical. uh, So, you know. Kind of like a a look back in time, like a history lesson. Remember we did those Challenger jokes a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, still funny today. That happened, what, 40 years ago? Right? Yeah, about there. Yeah, so... uh, We'll just do uh, how, This is when, remember the swine flu? You had the swine flu. Sure did. Yeah, well, these are swine flu jokes. You Perfect, ready? yes. Yeah. What do you get when a guy with a swine flu picks his nose? I don't know. What do you get when a guy with a swine flu picks his nose? Pulled pork. <laughs> what actor is now being quarantined for swine flu? I don't know. What actor is being quarantined for swine flu? Kevin Bacon. Kevin <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah>. Bacon. <laughs> Uh, what happens when you call the swine flu helpline? I don't know. What happens when you call the swine flu helpline? You hear the sound of bacon crackling. And, and what? And finally, what's the cure for the swine flu? I don't know, Steve. What's the cure for the swine flu? Oinkment. Because <laughs> it's like a big thing. Listen, tomorrow, I got the whole uh, lineup of Hindenburg stuff. Hilarious. A whole lineup of it. You wait. Can't wait. Bax and Nagel. 632 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. All right, I got one more uh, of those swine flu jokes that I missed. Yes. Yeah, you ready? I am. Uh, why, why is Bill Clinton getting tested for swine flu? I don't know. Why is Bill Clinton getting tested for swine flu? Well, he hasn't been to Mexico, but he's definitely slept with some pigs in his day. <laughs> hey, I don't think uh, the weather is your top story, but uh, we just got uh, a picture on the uh, the Route 10 tire uh, listener line yeah. at 413-293-1021. Yeah. In Enfield, a woman has uh, sent us a picture that the snow is deep enough for her to have drawn a gigantic penis in the snow on her back deck. Congratulations. I always like a good uh, snow penis. You know what came up on my Facebook memories what? today? What? Uh, the day you drew a penis on my back windshield. Okay, what about the day you drew one on mine and I didn't know it was there until I got all the way to Westfield? Yeah, I don't know if you ever took a picture of it. I did take a picture of it. Well, maybe that's in your memories. Well, I don't know which day that was. Well, maybe that'll be tomorrow. It could be. Yeah. It could very well be. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. No, what are you interrupting? Everybody's off today. Uh, good point. There's, I'm looking at it. It's 192 school closings throughout the area. These kids could have gone to school today. So yeah, I told you my wife is a teacher, right? Yeah. In Springfield. The school was canceled for them yesterday, like around 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they knew all day they weren't coming in. And now you could have sent the bus out in this. Easy. You totally could have. But 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 they rely on what they're told. It's not the school's fault. If if everybody's telling them 
and by all accounts, we were saying it yesterday, too. Yeah. Hey, we're going to get a foot of snow tomorrow because that's what all of these forecasts were mm-hmm. saying. And the thing shifts just a couple of inches to the south, and uh, all of a sudden we don't have uh, – we only we're, we're just getting nothing. We're getting maybe three inches. I uh, I stopped by the uh, the Hamden Village Mart yesterday, you know, to get some provisions for the French toast that we'll need to cook in an emergency. Yeah, and uh, I ran into a teacher that I that I knew, and she said, uh, "Do you guys have the day off tomorrow because of the snow?" And I just bristled and said, "No. See, we're the dopes that have to work to tell you it's too dangerous to drive. We should be able to do this from I, home. It, not in." No, we should we should be able to just let the machinery run itself so we can get a, a good day off. No, we got equipment. We can do this from home. There's got to be a central. We run games all the time uh, that's on a satellite. Uh, no, we you can s- do this. Uh, why couldn't we do this on our own? You still need some dope to come in here and press buttons. Well, that's what we do. We hire some dope to come in here and push the buttons. Yeah, they it, did. They and Those dopes are us. When I, when I first started in this business, when I worked at that other station, mm-hmm. uh, that, that was the deal. If you wanted a job in this business, you had to be available to come in Rain, sleet, snow. It's the first one. <laughs> Whatever kind of weather is, yeah. you had to, to do that. Holidays. Was, Maybe you have to work on holidays. Every holiday. Right. Every holiday you had to work. But if and if you didn't, then you didn't work there. That was uh that was the deal. Yeah. So there's always somebody who's willing to take that job to work on a holiday. That was the day that I worked in uh, the um that was that was the, my first radio interview with Michael Bolton. Remember I told you about that? Yes. It was a snow day. Nobody was coming in that was on the regular schedule uh, for that particular radio station that day because we were getting like two feet of snow. And Michael Bolton's appearance had been pushed back at the Crystal Mall. Or not the Crystal Mall. What was the Enford, Enfield Square Mall he was going to be signing autographs. Wow, a mall appearance. I know. With Michael Bolton. And then that's when I asked the lady. She calls and says, hey, his appearance is going to be pushed back till 4 o'clock instead of 1 o'clock because of the snow. And I said, what? do you know Michael Bolton? This <laughs> must be his like assistant or something. And uh, she goes, yeah. And I was like, well, can you tell him Steve Nagel says hi? And she goes, do you want to talk to him? And I go, do I? That was like one of the most exciting things ever. I bet it was. And then uh, he, she said he'll call you in like an hour. So I'm like scrambling all around the studio, and I'm trying to like find out information. This is the early days of the uh, the internets. Right. And I'm trying to scramble around the uh, the studio trying to find information. I finally get him on the phone, and he, and I said, oh, Michael. Uh, I said, oh, I got the new album out. Uh, tell, tell us how, how that goes. And he goes, the new album has been out for two years. <laughs> See, back then yeah. in the 90s, yeah. the Michael Bolden section of the internet was incomplete. Yeah, well. And so, I mean, it's not well, your th- fault. Th- it's the two- internet's fault. This was 2001. So it was, uh, we had already reached that. Yeah, but you point. were using old computers. And that's why. It was still, uh, you're still getting uh, 1990s information. And then the Michael Bolden section wasn't finished. Did you have your own web page back in the 90s? I had one on xpage.com. It was like everybody was allowed to have a web page, and it was just this basic HTML-like type thing. It was kind of like the first social media. Yeah. I don't think we got our own. No, it was no, it was after 2000. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, after 2000. In the, in the late 90s, uh, there was a website called xpage.exp.com. 
E.com. Mm. And then you and then it would be slash whatever your username was. And it was like it was a really long uh extension on sure. the thing. But anybody could go make a web page and I had one of these things and uh nobody no. nobody visited it. Now where's that URL now? It's gone. Really? Yeah. They weren't able to renew it? They delete the whole web company went out of business. That uh, stinks. Yeah. I don't know. Well, here we are. All right. Maybe we should get to some news because it's only we've only talked for more than half of the newscast about something. <laughs> We're not seeing any snow at the moment, but we are expecting snow at some point today. And while Massachusetts has been experiencing all kinds of different weather over the past years, FEMA has denied Governor Healy's request for a major disaster declaration for Bristol, Hamden, and Worcester counties. In December, Healy requested a major da- disaster declaration from President Biden to support the ongoing recovery of communities here in Massachusetts impacted by severe weather and flooding in September. Remember that all that stuff out in Godna? I do. Uh, FEMA decided the, FEMA decided that the damages caused by those storms were not beyond the capabilities of the state. Does anybody want to show them that video of the house that had it has like a moat around it now because mm-hmm. all of the ground washed away yeah. from it? Yeah. You know, when the state says, listen, we've got it all under control, uh, that's the day where, say, like, houses in Methuen blow up. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, you know, those are those kinds of days. We, we got everything under control. Nothing could possibly happen here. And then all of a sudden, ba-boom. And the governor's office said our administration is deeply disappointed that FEMA denied our request for a major da- disaster declaration for damage caused by extreme weather in September. We submitted a strong request based on the severe local impacts this storm had on our communities. We plan to appeal this decision. We'll do everything we can to continue our advocacy with our federal partners and support our communities. Well, okay. Well, if we lived uh, like in an election year in a swing state, I bet you'd get FEMA uh, coverage like in a heartbeat. Of course. You know what I mean? Of course. But if, nobody, nobody really cares about us up here yeah, in the north. Yeah, hey, you're on your own. How many decided undecided voters do you have in that state? Uh, none. All right. Well, sorry. We pass. The uh, Springfield Fire Department was called into Watershops Pond late Monday night. According to the fire department, crews were searching for a car in Watershops Pond Uh Okay, let's read this again. You ready? Yes. The Springfield Fire Department was called into Watershops Pond late Monday night. According to the Springfield Fire Department, crews were searching for a car in Watershops Pond, Springfield, late Monday night. No victims were found, and the vehicle was recovered early Tuesday morning. morning. 22 News will update you as more information becomes available. What what I'm sorry. I thought more information was the second line where you reworded the first line to you make gotta, it sound like you had new information. You got to fill the space, Steve. This is ridiculous. This whole I, we complain about this all the time. But is this a new car in Watershops Pond or something they discovered when the when they drained it not that long ago? That doesn't look like a new car. Of course, you can't really tell if it is a new car or not because it's water damaged. Ah, you know. Yeah. Uh, Holyoke police uh, are looking for the public's help in uh, locating a missing teen who has been missing since February 5th. According to uh, police, 16-year-old Naisha Calderon was last seen on Monday, February 5th in Holyoke. No further information was uh, provided, but uh, you can see the picture of her up on uh, 22 News and the Holyoke Police uh, Facebook page. Hmm. So if you see her, uh, you know, tell somebody, for God's sakes. 
Two teenagers were arrested in Worcester Saturday after pedestrians reported being shot by paintballs from a vehicle. Multiple pedestrians told Worcester police they were shot by the driver of a gray Honda Civic driving in the city on Friday. The vehicle would allegedly stop and fired, and a man fired paintballs at the victims. Officers say the paint could be seen on the pedestrians. God, a drive-by painting. Uh, isn't that horrible? Those things hurt, by the way. Is that Picasso? Ooh, oh, yeah. Or the is that what makes the van go? Oh, listen to you. But then they ran out of Degas. Oh, oh my oh, God. You're killing me. It's like one, two, three. I wow. know. Wow. Be that careful. Is, I'll tell you what, these listen, are the kinds of jokes that you will hear every Thursday night of the, uh, at the shortstop. And listen, Bax, if the right one don't get you, the left one will. Oh, believe me, it's like jab, 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 uppercut. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. multiple uh, pedestrians told Worcester police they were shot by the driver of a gray Honda Civic driving in the city. Uh, a, bee, a bee on the lookout, also known as a bolo, not to be confused with the thing the Boy Scouts wear around their neck to keep their kerchiefs on. Is that what that is? It's, it's a bolo. I thought the bolo was the actual tie. It's not. It, it's the little uh, metal thing. The metal thing is the bolo. Oh, live and learn. <laughs> isn't that uh, isn't that cool? That is. I didn't even know. I always thought it was the neckerchief and then uh, whatever the hell that thing was. Anyway, uh, that was issued uh, for the vehicle and was found on Saturday around 12.05 a.m. driving at a high rate of speed. Police conducted a traffic stop of the vehicle, but as the officer was approaching, a passenger got out of the car and attempted to run away. He was identified uh, as a 16-year-old boy. The driver, 19-year-old David Asmani of uh, Worcester, was uh, arrested for a suspended driver's license. A paintball gun was located inside the vehicle, and both suspects were additionally charged with assault and battery with a dangerous weapon. You know, if you can't go around and have fun around the city anymore, what can you do? Well, you're not supposed to be shooting paintballs at people <coughs> and property. Are you sure? Not unless you're at a paintball place that allows for that, and you've signed the waivers. Uh, John Morales... You know who that is? No. It's the actor who played the crime-fighting cartoon character McGruff the Crime Dog. Mm-hmm. Was sentenced to 16 years in prison, stemming from a 2011 arrest in which police seized 1,000 marijuana plants, 27 re- weapons, including a grenade launcher, and 9,000 rounds of ammunition from his home. Did he give up taking a bite out of crime? Well, no. He probably realized, uh, wait, there's a lot more money to be made in crime, crime than, than there is in, voiceovers. in public service announcements. <laughs> you know, I got paid I got paid $60 for that commercial. I got $6,000 for all this weed and coke. I got paid in milk bones. Uh, the sentence was handed down uh, last week, just three days after the 41-year-old former actor pleaded guilty. Now, think about that. 41 years old, that thing was in the 80s, so the person inside the McGruff crime dog suit was only like 10 years old. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Morales, I realized that was a child actor. Morales insisted during the sentencing hearing that he was nonviolent, but a U.S. District co- a Judge uh, Vanessa Gilmore said, everything I read about you makes you seem like a really scary person. <laughs> the judge said that to you. McGruff the Crime Dog is the cartoon bloodhound that was created by the global advertising company Saatchi and Saatchi in the Ad Council in the early 1980s. For the National Crime Prevention Council, the cartoon figure was used by police in spreading crime awareness and is perhaps best known for the tagline, Take a bite out of crime. Very Jimmy Durante uh, 
type of voice to it. A little bit. A little bit. I wonder which uh, Saatchi decided to uh, hire this guy. But but the the article doesn't mention anything about how old this person was when he was McGruff. If he's 41 now, that was... Well, maybe he wasn't the original McGruff. Maybe it was like more than one voice actor. Yeah, I don't don't know. You know, maybe he was like McGruff from like 15 years ago. It could have been in his 20s. But can you imagine that? Your first day in prison? Hey, what'd you do? You know who I was? I was McGruff the crime dog. <laughs> I thought I knew all about crime. Turns out, I don't know nothing about crime. Because if I did, I wouldn't be here. That's very Dexter-ish of him. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. You know, like yeah. Dexter uh, felt that he uh, was above the law, couldn't get caught committing all these murders. And he had and he, in a great cover, yeah. you know, being like a... You know, like a like a forensic scientist. Yeah, and you know what? Everybody thought when McGruff came out from behind the curtain, he had just gotten into a box of powdered donuts, but it wasn't no, powdered but, donuts. No, it was not. No, he had a huge cocaine problem. Come on, take a bite of crime. Come on, do you guys want to go for a ride? Go for a ride. I'll go for a ride. I'll go for a ride. Come on, take a bite. Take a bite out of these brownies. Yeah, take a bite out of the brownies. Yeah, and, right. Uh, make sure you rub your noses in it. <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today, uh, for Massachusetts anyway, uh, we're going to see about three to five inches of uh, snow throughout the Pioneer Valley. There is still winter weather advisory in effect. South of us in uh, Connecticut, they're uh, they're going to get hammered apparently, eight to 12 inches down there. So that's what's going on for today, high of 36. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 33. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 6.55 and ZZ Top with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Winter weather advisory in effect. Uh, Going to see about 3 to 5 inches here in the Pioneer Valley and then uh, down south of us, uh, 8 to 12 inches in the uh, the Connecticut Valley. So uh, look out for that. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, uh, check on Baxi's musical podcast this week. Really cool interview with uh, Mariel Loveland from the band Candy Hearts. Back about 15 years ago, she and that band had a number of uh, you know pretty sizable hits. Uh, but since then, she has been trying to recover her reputation a little bit after she was really harassed and 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 uh, and abused by the music industry not just record executives and agents and managers but also other musicians especially at the uh, the warp tour the final year of that tour it's an amazing story and how she is now uh you know reclaimed not only her 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 her, uh, her life back but also her career she's got a brand new record out uh, under the uh, the name best x called make me smile it's really really good and you can hear that interview on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and rock102.com. It's all brought to you by Metro Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram in Chicopee. Did you ever uh, see... Nope, not once. Uh, okay, well, we can try this one, though. Did you ever see uh, somebody get violently ill? Did you ever see anything gruesome is what I'm what I'm asking? Like oh, live, yeah. in-person gruesome. Yes. I once saw a traffic accident that I pulled over for to try to help, which... Luckily, there was enough medical people that were yeah. getting out of their cars. To, and I saw this guy with a big giant wound in his. And it was in the car. It was gross. I, I once saw a guy, <laughs> uh, like a homeless guy, get hit by a car. That's horrible. Right in front of me, and well, uh, his leg was like bending in places that legs typically don't bend. Ugh. Yeah, anyway, it's awful. Uh, imagine this: a, a passenger on board a Lufthansa. Lufthansa. What do you say that? Flight, Lufthansa. Lufthansa flight from Thailand to Germany died on Thursday. After his fellow travelers watched in horror as blood gushed out of his mouth and nose, 
The unidentified 60-year-old German man was seen boarding the Airbus uh, to, uh, in Bangkok. <laughs> Airbus. Shortly before uh, midnight, visibly sick with cold sweats and breathing too quickly. Yeah. At first, uh, she said his wife claimed that they had to rush to catch the flight, which is why he wasn't feeling well. But after watching the man for a few moments later, Ms. Fielder, who was a nursing specialist, said she informed a flight attendant that he needed to be examined by a doctor. A young Polish man answered the call, but he reportedly only asked the man how he was feeling, felt his pulse, and said he was okay. They gave him a little chamomile tea, but he already spit blood into the bag that his wife held out for him, and then blood started spilling out of his mouth and nose, and the guy dies right there in the plane. Right? Yes. So I know we're right. We don't have time to get into like nobody. Nobody knows what happened to the guy. They just you know reporting the story. Yeah. But right. When I saw this posted, one of the comments underneath it was, "Jim never spits up blood at home." <laughs> Let me ask you this. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Uh, given the situation as it is, yeah, would it be wrong to lean over to the woman sitting next to him and saying, "Is he going to eat those pretzels?" Yeah. Or could you stop kicking the seat? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing back You're there? You're not the only one on this plane. Yeah, I paid money for this seat too. Yeah, this is ridiculous. It's <laughs> six fifty-eight. A Rock one hundred two. Listen. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, there are 333.29 million people in this country. And on Sunday, more than 123.4 million of them were watching the Kansas City Chiefs defeat the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl. Now, I realize that leaves 209.8 million who are able to find something else to do. But the reality is... Those 123.4 million people represented the largest single television audience since the moon landing. Now, for those of you who keep track of these kinds of things, these numbers represent a 7% jump since last year's Super Bowl. That's bigger than the uh, series finale for Friends. It's bigger than the Olympics. That's bigger than that one episode of the Brady Bunch where Greg moved up to the attic. Or the one where Mr. Brady loses his plans. What I'm trying to tell you is this. A lot of people were watching that thing. That means that 123.4 million people endured watching Tony Romo act like an insufferable pant load for three and a half hours. It means that nearly a third of the country watched the San Francisco 49ers misunderstand the NFL's carefully laid out postseason overtime rules. It also means that 123.4 million people watched the new marketing campaign for Jesus. And oh yeah, they were also watching to catch a rare glimpse of Taylor Swift in a luxury suite. Now, notice how I failed to mention whether anybody tuned in to watch the football game. Some of us certainly were, but an additional 7% were there to see something else. And it wasn't Tony Romo, and it wasn't because of Jesus, and it most certainly wasn't because the 49ers never bothered to update to read the updated rule book. It was for something entirely different. If only I could place my finger on what that thing was. Was it the halftime show? Was it Reba? No, my cynical hate-spewing friends. It was Taylor Swift, the only thing that really mattered. And while many of you... Uh, might hate to hear this, she is the only reason that anybody cared, including, but not limited to, those who strongly suggested otherwise. She is, after all, a delicate ray of sunshine. However, you haters will be delighted to know that she won't be attending any more football games until next season, which begins on September 5th, which is exactly 205 days away from this very moment, which gives you approximately six and a half months to prepare yourself when it all begins all over again. 
But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Have you checked your furnace filters yet? You should. And then go to Rocky's to get fresh ones. Buy two, get one free. Time to do it now. Basic pleated air filters, good for your furnace, and get a great deal on them right now at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 712 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be, uh, well, it's not going to be as bad as they said it was going to be yesterday, but there is a winter storm uh, advisory in effect uh, until tonight. Uh, three to five inches throughout the Pioneer Valley, more so south in the uh, Connecticut Valley. Are you ready for another round of Am I the A-hole? Yes. Yes, I am, or yes, are you ready? Yes. Uh, am I the A-hole? Yes. For refusing to help my daughter's boyfriend after he consumed a silica gel packet. <laughs> I, 53 female, refused to take my daughter's uh, 25-year-old boyfriend uh, to the hospital after he accidentally ate a silica gel packet. My daughter has been living with me since July, and her boyfriend uh, comes over often. On Sunday night at 1 a.m., she frantically woke me up and said her boyfriend accidentally ate a silica gel packet from a pack of seaweed. I wouldn't help him just because he's eating seaweed. No. That's uh, He's on his own there. I uh, told her to look up what she can do or drive him to the ER, which is only 10 minutes away. Daughter kept pulling me to get up and drive, and I asked why she couldn't drive him. She said she had smoked marijuana, so I kicked her out of my room and told her to figure it out. <laughs> I woke up 30 minutes later, and she was shoving her fingers down his throat to induce vomiting, and he did not look well. I suggested egg yolks to induce the vomiting, uh, which incited a yelling match between my daughter and myself. So am I the a-hole? <sighs> yeah, you kind of are. Yeah, you know what? If <laughs> if the kid dies in your house, yeah, and you don't do anything to get him to a hospital, yeah, aren't you somewhat responsible for the death in your house? Well, somebody pointed out, uh, couldn't they have just called poison control and find out what the proper steps were to be done there? And then if uh, poison control says call an ambulance, call an ambulance. Mm-hmm. Why, 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 why do you need somebody to drive you to, you got, I'm sure if you only live 10 minutes away from a hospital, I'm sure you live in an area where they have an ambulance. Yeah. I mean, was the kid choking uh, on the pack? I don't know if he was choking on it. He had consumed it. She's trying to induce vomiting to try to get him to, to get it up. Those things are delicious, by the way. I, I never ate them. Uh, I've always known better to not put those in my mouth. However, I'm looking on the, uh. On the internet and said that the uh, the gel packs can cause choking, but eating silica shouldn't make you sick. Uh, should make shouldn't you, should should not make. make you sick. I would not suggest having like a like a bowl of them by the uh, you know by <laughs> you know, on the near the curio cabinet so you can like a, like like they're after dinner mints. You should always have the poison control number ready, just in case, because there's always something that somebody could you know, accidentally consume in your home. Yeah, but you could also call 911, too, if someone's having a problem. Oh, 911, what have they ever done? Oh, I don't know, maybe save lives every single day of the oh, year? Oh, sure. Well, uh, that's what they're there for. I, you know, you're speaking of 911 calls. I, uh, there, was a, there was a dispatcher. I don't know where this was. It's a few, his story's a few years old, but the, the mother is calling 911 because her daughter is out of control. 
right? Right. She's like, I, my daughter's out of control, and I, I, I need help from the police. Like, she needed, she wanted, like, this scare tactic thing. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> to have her come over and be scared by the cops or something like that. Right. So she's like, I don't know what to do. My daughter, uh, she's getting violent. And, you know, so, and the dispatcher goes, well, what do you want us to do, shoot her? Right. <laughs> and then she and you can hear this. What? What? And he's like, ma'am, I'm just I'm sorry. That was a bad joke. And, and then he's like trying to backtrack. And she's like, I'm going to file a complaint. And he goes in as you should. You know, you know, I think that's the primary reason why I could never, ever, ever be an emergency dispatcher. Yeah, because I be- because I'd be thinking about all the jokes that I would want to make. Yeah. All the time. And, you know, you know me. I know you. You're the same way. We'd be thinking of all the great lines that would happen at the most inopportune times. Yeah. Naturally. Well, I said this years ago. I always wanted to be one of those on-star assistants. <laughs> so when somebody calls, they're like, ah, oh, I've been in an accident. Really? How bad is it? Or Did like, you really get into a high-impact crash, or are you just faking it? Or what the hell did you do that for? You know, yeah. that'd be that'd be my uh, my reaction if yeah. I were an on-star operator. Uh, yeah, or, or or like you said, the nine one one dispatcher. Nine one one, it's your emergency. Oh my God, uh, building's on fire. Is it really on fire, or is there just a small little kitchen thing going on here? Did you overcook something? Do we really need to send out all of the emergency services to your house? I'm sorry. Your daughter's boyfriend ate what? A silica pack? Yeah, and you can hear laughing in the background. Yeah. Well, what kind of wine do you pair with that? Hey, hey, Rick, get a hold get a load of this guy. He ate a silica gel pack and he thinks he's going to die. Ah, and they're all laughing in the background. <laughs> yeah, Good that's why I could never take a job like that. But yes, mom's a jerk. Yeah, she should have she she done something to help this kid. Uh, moving on to the uh, next one. Am I the a-hole for uh, assuming my baby could come to a Super Bowl party? A wife and I, uh, late 20s, got invited to a Super Bowl party yesterday. Well, this is obviously the other day. We have a 15-month-old. I assumed uh, with the invite, our kid was invited too. Mm. Uh, it was a text invite saying this is happening at this time in this place, no other details. In my history of going to Super Bowl parties, they've always been family-friendly, so I didn't think twice about bringing my kids to my buddy's house. We're on the West Coast, and it's over by 8 o'clock, so it's a day thing and not really a night thing. Apparently, my kid was not invited, and my buddy who hosted wasn't happy we brought him over. We had a discussion that turned into an argument, and we left. He never mentioned no kids, but am I the a-hole for assuming he could come? Yes. You should have called your friend and asked him, is it okay if I bring my kid? Otherwise, we can't make it because we have our yeah, child. If the invitation isn't specific, you got to ask. I mean... Because some Super Bowl parties aren't even adult-friendly. Yeah. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's drunk-friendly. Uh, this person uh, says, uh, this comment, let me just say your title is massively misleading. A baby can be held in your arms, can be comforted with a bottle or a pacifier or a small, small toy. A baby is generally cool as long as someone is holding him and looking at him. A 15-month-old 15, 15 is a toddler, walking, talking, ball of potential catastrophic destruction. <laughs> Very different things at an adult party. Signed, yeah. a mother of four. And she says, "By the way, you're you're the a hole for bringing this kid." Yeah, I mean, just you you can't you can't ever assume anything. I uh, we would bring the kids uh, to places knowing that they would be the excuse 
for you to, to leave. leave. Yeah, of course. Yeah, oh, sorry, man. The kids are getting out of control. Yeah, I totally get you, man. We'll see you later. Uh, but, uh, you know, a good percentage of that was, <laughs> I don't want to be here any longer than that. Or to not even go to the party. Well, you know, see, they, yeah, look, I got the kids. I can't uh, I can't do this. Kids are a tremendous excuse. They're for are, anything. They're, they're the great excuse. It's, it's the primary reason why anyone should even consider having kids. That was the only reason why I had children was in order to get out of parties. It worked every time, didn't and, it? And now they're old enough where you can't use that excuse anymore. No, you can because yeah. you if you're because your kids are at the age now where they're involved in all kinds of activities. Sorry, I can't stay. I got to take my kid to soccer practice. Oh, Fantastic. soccer practice. Yeah, even if your kid didn't even play soccer, you could tell her. Uh, yeah, no, she's she's playing soccer. Yeah, you, but you have to make it feasible. If they know you well enough, they know your kid doesn't play soccer. Most people who know me well enough don't invite me to those kinds of parties. You, you got to come up with a yeah, right. You got to come up with a really good excuse. Yeah, see, all my my kids are all adults now, so it's like I those those I got to come up with other excuses. Uh, are you ready for another one, or you want to? Yeah, a quick one. Why not? All right, quick one. Uh, would I, would I be the a hole if I shamed guests who proposed at our wedding? Uh, I'm a after a little bit of advice and a bit of a rant. My husband and I were married in mid December last year. Overall, it was a perfect day. We had just put up a photo of himself proposing to his uh, partner of, what, my husband and I? We had just put up a, oh, we had just had a friend put up a photo of himself proposing to his partner of 20 plus years and four kids using our wedding venue. They were on the stage. We just used hours before our ceremony during our reception on our wedding night as their location. I'm wondering if we say anything to them about it, as this is the first we've heard or seen about it, but we also feel very disrespected uh, from them to use a venue we hired and paid for for their special moment when it was meant to be my husband and I's day and location. Mm. Note, these people are quite wealthy and could more than afford their own private moment somewhere, although are uh, known to try to exploit others for their own gain. Well, that's how they got rich. That's how you do it. Uh, just prior to our wedding, we were already starting to regret inviting them but at all, but it was uh, after we'd sent the invitation, so we just left. I don't think you... Uh, I, let it go. At this point, what does it matter? Well, it you doesn't, didn't even it, know any of it was going on until after the fact. Yeah, but you know what? There is something to be said about you know stealing the uh, the spotlight away from a from a day that's supposed to be about another bride and groom. Yeah, you know that's not the day to propose to somebody. No, you figure it another time. That's their day. Don't make their day your day. Don't. Yeah, don't uh, yeah, don't try to take it away. Well, I like this one. Uh, this this answer. I think anyone who plans a proposal at someone else's wedding is an attention-seeking hua. Exactly. My even point. if they ask the couple who have got uh, married for permission beforehand, instead of shaming them, why don't you just announce your pregnancy or have a gender reveals at their wedding? That would be great. <laughs> hey, by the way, uh, I know everybody wants to do the Cupid Shuffle right now, but we have a big announcement. We have a cannon here. <laughs> It's got lots of confetti in it, and it's going to reveal whether or not we're having a boy or a girl. It's either going to be blue confetti, or it's going to be pink confetti. Poof. Oh, yay, it's a boy. Congratulations. <laughs> and then walk around, yeah. and, and then, like, 
introduce your hey we're we're the happy couple who just got uh, who just found out what our what our gender of our baby is. Hey, it's our first baby, so we're gonna pass a hat around for if you can we want to make donations to uh, our medical expenses. Yeah, who's got who's uh, anybody who has name suggestions too? We're taking oh, yeah. those. Yeah, yeah, we just found out the. You can throw the bouquet a little bit later. We're busy right now. Oh, there you go. That's uh, another round of M I V. A-hole. It's 724 with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. 727 with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Uh, three to five inches uh, throughout the Pioneer Valley for this uh, snowstorm that we got. It was much less than what they thought it was going to be. The storm shifted, but they're still getting uh, hammered down in southern Connecticut. Uh, you know, uh, probably, I think that said Enfield South. All right. Well, you know, that's so uh, we're, we just missed that line up here in uh, in Mass. Yeah, it, uh, it it's not looking so bad right now. But uh, you know, you know, I, we did have like one woman sent us a a picture from Enfield, where the snow was deep enough for her to draw a a perfectly anatomically correct snow penis. I gotta go do that outside. Yeah. Right. Well, that's soon that's as what, new, soon as the news is over, we'll do that. Uh, Steve and the Road Crew this Friday going to be at uh, Free Music Friday, the Aria Ballroom at MGM from six thirty to eight thirty. Derek and the Fun Bangs are the uh, the band this week. Stop by the Rock One Hundred Two tables, register for your, register for your chance to win uh, some great prizes. It's this Friday, the Aria Ballroom at MGM with Steve and the Road Crew. By the way, uh, no Thunderbird game on Friday, so you don't have to worry about uh, everybody uh, trying to crash all into the into the parking garage on Friday night. They uh, they'll not they're not playing again until saturday they're not so. doing that kind of nonsense <clears throat> no no so uh there'll be plenty of ample parking for everybody and you overflow at the basketball hall of fame yeah you know it's not there too yeah we got news coming up next on rock 102 732 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. The 22 News Storm Team, Storm Team, has issued a weather alert for uh, for snow today. Uh, not as much as they predicted yesterday. Yesterday, we were predicted in the Pioneer Valley, like up to a foot of snow. Uh, that has been reduced to about three to five inches here in the Pioneer Valley. However, well, just south of us in Connecticut, uh, they're going to get they're getting hammered down there. Many of us uh, have uh, come up with uh, three to five inches, but told everybody it was a good foot. Well, that's what we uh, we do. We try to uh, exaggerate. Well, what I we mean, have. It's, it's just try to you know pump it up a little bit, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you always got to over. Say what you're going to get. Yeah, overpromise and underdeliver. That's that's really the name of the game. Well, and that's the thing. It's like you tell somebody you get 12 inches. The only way they're going to find out is uh, if they really go for it. Yeah, and, and then the, by and that time, pff, it's too late. And the lighting has to be very, very dim. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some Agawam residents have found themselves without water service after a water main break this morning. The break is currently impacting homes on Elm Street and Birch Hill Road. Agawam Public Works personnel are on scene working to make repairs. The road has been closed to traffic uh, while the work is ongoing. So Elm Street and Birch Hill Road uh, over in Agawam are closed. Uh, you probably aren't out about anyway because everybody they told everybody to stay home. Yeah, I... If- they were canceling school by like you know ten o'clock in the morning yesterday. I mean, like, like really preemptive. Actually, they didn't call. I, let me see what time the uh, the call came through yesterday for my kids' school. They didn't do that until uh, what time was that? Four fifty-seven p.m. They wow. didn't call and and say that. That's late in the. That's well. I mean, yeah. And then like an hour later. You see, oh yeah, we're only going to get like two to three inches up here. 
But we do live in the hills, so, you know, it's yeah. much harder. I'm sure you get more impact up on top of the hills than you do on the bottom of the hills. I'm sure you do. Yeah. And, like, you know, in Springfield, yeah, you know, I mean, granted, it's a huge school system, but, you know, they don't plow those streets. No, but you know what? I noticed all this when I was driving in this morning, all the streets were treated, pre-treated. They put the salt down and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, wow, nobody's even going to use this. What a waste of salt. Good point. Good what, point. Uh, who's the salty bitch that left this uh, ro- road like this? <laughs> Emergency crews in West Springfield responded to a car crash on Monday afternoon. According to the West Springfield Fire Department, crews were deployed deployed mm-hmm. to Interstate Drive on the Holyoke and West Springfield line for reports of a car fire. When firefighters arrived, they saw an engulfed car and uh, crews quickly extinguished the fire. Officials said three people were transported to a local hospital with minor injuries, and the street has been reopened. I'm driving up 91 on uh, Saturday afternoon. Yeah. And between the West Springfield and the Holyoke, the first Holyoke exit there by the mall, and it, there was some guy pulled over to the side of the road uh, with his door open. On the highway? Yeah, and he's walking down the highway. To do what? I don't know. But why would you start walking down a major interstate? Unless you drop something out the window and you're looking for it, but still, yeah, that's pretty dangerous. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. If I if if I lost something out of the car on a highway, yeah, I'm gonna keep on going. I would keep on going. I'm not I'm not gonna retrieve. I'm not gonna walk through you know, down an interstate highway looking to retrieve something that fell out of my car. I'm, that's, like, that's a death wish. Well, I don't even know what he was doing. It, it was just so weird that somebody was walking down I-91. I remember, uh, I remember a, a guy I knew years ago who uh, he, he was a guy I worked with at, at the, the convenience store, mm-hmm. and uh, he had like a suspended license, and and then, of course, he was driving around in a car with no taillight. This is, this is how I came up with the idea for the Steve Nagel College of Criminal Knowledge. You know, you got you to you make sure all your lights and bells and whistles are working sure. if you're driving around with a suspended license. <laughs> you're just drawing attention to yourself. But I remember him telling me he didn't know how to go. He was in Northampton. He got the car confiscated from him. It wasn't an arrestable offense. It was just one of these, hey, you can't have this car right now. It's going to be impounded because you, you got a suspended license and uh, no right. registration. So he, uh, he has to walk to wherever he's going. So he starts walking on I-91. Walking on the highway? Because he didn't know how else to get to where he was supposed to go. So he started walking on 91, and then a, and then a trooper, <laughs> and then a state trooper, like, oh pulled God. up alongside of him. And, uh, and this guy was telling me the story, and he's like, this guy was a real jerk. He gets out of the car, and he's like, what are you doing walking on my highway? And I'm like... That's not really a jerk thing for him to say. He probably just saved your life. Yeah, and, you know, I'm sure he considers it my highway just as uh, I consider this my studio. It's not really mine. Yeah. It's just that we use it. How how long of a walk was this even on the highway? Was I, this like miles? This guy was on a lot of drugs. So I can only imagine that he thought, hey, the quickest way to get to back to Holyoke is to get on the highway on foot. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But from Northampton to yeah. Holyoke, I mean, there are other ways of getting yeah. where you need to go. But 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 kudos to the trooper because 
this guy's telling me this story, and I have no sympathy for him at all. Right. I'm just like, what, you know, <laughs> why are you walking on a major interstate highway? And he's like, I was already three miles in, and this guy makes me walk all the way back <laughs> to exit 18 or whatever it, whatever it was at the I'm time. I'm really going to be late to work. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, well, that's why I couldn't show up yesterday. <laughs> People are dumb. People are just dumb, and they do uh, dumb things. And uh, I don't know why he thought that was a good idea, but good job for that state trooper. Well, if he had mapped out alternative routes before the car was impounded, maybe he didn't know how to get there. You know what? Wouldn't it be ironic if uh, karma hit that trooper and all of a sudden he was giving out CDL licenses and wound up getting a free driveway and then got caught for it? (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Yeah, that would have been very ironic. Well, I mean, that's that's usually how those things happen. You know, you you, you don't uh, if you impose a rule on somebody else, <laughs> karma's going to come bite you back in the butt one of these days. <sighs> uh, we're not seeing we're not seeing much snow at the moment, but we're expecting snow at some point later today. And while Massachusetts has been experiencing all kinds of different weather over the year, FEMA has denied Governor Healy's request. For a major disaster declaration for Bristol, Hampton, and Worcester counties. This is ridiculous. Well, Steve, in order for us to really consider this a, uh, you know, a disaster area, I think you need a little bit more than the half inch that's fallen so far. Yeah, how do they consider certain parts being a disaster area? Like, let's say you go, like, you go to downtown Chicopee. Okay. And FEMA's like. No, this was already a disaster before you asked for funds. I can totally see declaring Worcester County a disaster area. It's it's because I've been through some parts of Worcester where I wish I wasn't there. Oh, is that so? Yes, more so than either Bristol or Hamden County. It's like when the uh, the tornado came in and w- plowed through the south end of Springfield. It was really hard to distinguish what damage was there before the tornado and what damage was there after the. I mean, now yeah. it's all like yeah. you know, it's it's all uh, you know on the up and up. Yeah, I mean, you you had to see you had to go to like East Forest Park or you know Wilbraham or Munson to see what re- actual destruction looked like. If you you know you knew what it looked like before then, but the South End indistinguishable. Yeah, it's like, mm, did it go through there? I don't. Or I don't it, remember. Or did it jump over? You ever, you ever like see it, like an accident happen and you're like, oh, I, that was like a <laughs> – that place was already messed up. Yeah, that's like the Mandela effect in full effect. I th- it was a David Tell. Remember David Tell, the yeah. comedian? He had a joke. About, it was right around like the 9-11 things. And he's like, you know, they're telling you that if you see something, say something. But he goes, but I can imagine like a, like a terrorist uh, showing up at a bus station going, oh, my God, somebody already hit this. <laughs> we need to move on somewhere else, <laughs> somewhere nicer. Uh, a 25-year-old man in Tennessee named Mark Coart was busted last week for pleasuring himself in public. Is that wrong? Uh, get this. He, uh, apparently so. He was enjoying himself at the Vanderbilt University Divinity Library. A religious-based <laughs> library. Well, okay. when in Rome, I suppose uh, someone saw him watching pornography and called the police when they arrived. He was caught in the act. He wasn't even being covert about it. An officer tried to pull his hand away to cuff him, but Mark was able to slip away because he had lube on his hands. 
So he was caught red-handed, but he was able to escape because his hands were also so well lubricated. I wonder if it was that CBD stuff from TickleKitty.com last week. Now, when they told him to stop, did they yell at it, yell at the guy to stop, or was he able to say, shh, you're in a library. Stop it. I'm finishing. They finally arrested. I'll be with you in a minute. They finally ar- arrested him, and he admitted it. He was also probably high on something. Officers found uh, an M and M's tube near the computer, which uh, had a glass mm. pipe and tobacco inside. Oh, mm. I thought that was like using it like the sheath, like Doctor Sadie had last <laughs> week with the little head honcho or whatever the hell she called it. <laughs> the ghost is that what it's called? I believe it was the ghost. Yeah. Uh, did you use it by the way? No. Oh, I did. And, uh, I don't know. I couldn't. I could. It, my finger was too small for it. <laughs> I don't think that's what to, it's for, right? No, I don't think you're supposed to put it on a finger. Well, she was talking about HJ, and yeah. I don't. I thought uh, that meant uh, on your own finger. No, no, I don't uh, think so. Well, th- then I guess, uh, man, do I got egg on my face? I bet you do. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yes, <laughs> the yolk's on you. Um, yeah, so this guy was, uh, was, uh, you know, in a library, shaking hands with the unemployed right in the middle of the library. He must've been reading something awful good in that library. He was charged with public indecency, resisting arrest and trespassing. I don't know. He could have just said, I'm scraping off my scabs. God. Like if you were going to do that. Ew. I'm getting a visit from my five fingered auntie. <laughs> Fiddling the flesh flute over here. <sighs> Polishing the family jewels. No, I get you. Yeah, I get you. sizing things up. What are you trying to say? Uh, what I'm trying to say is my favorite one, slapping high fives with Yule Brenner. <laughs> <laughs> or Telly Savalas. You could go either, either way, way on that one. Pick yeah. a bald guy. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, snow. Uh, three to five inches here in the Pioneer Valley. More so south, eight to 12 down uh, below uh, the Connecticut line. Uh, and a high of 36. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 33. It is 32 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 7.50 in the Black Crows with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, winter weather advisory is in effect. It is snowing right now. Going to see about 3 to 5 inches here in the Pioneer Valley, 8 to 12 south of us uh, here from the Connecticut line down. Uh, so good luck with all that. It's 33 in downtown Springfield. Yeah, I think you can... Uh you know, thank me, thank me for this downgraded storm because I think you? I am responsible for it completely. Because yesterday I yeah. thought, well, you know, with it uh, with twelve inches of snow yeah. in the forecast, I got to go up to the shed and grab that snowblower. So I did yeah. that yesterday. So I, you know, I went all the way up to the shed because you know it's up a hill, and then uh, and then uh, and then so I, you know, I, I brought it down the hill into the garage, you know, gassed it up, you know, started it just to check, make sure everything was good. And then by, you know, two hours later, that it's been downgraded from a foot to three to five inches. Yeah. That's my fault. Oh, well, I'm glad. I'm responsible. Well, I'm had glad I le- you did Had that. I left that thing up in the uh, in, in the shed, we'd be upgraded by like, you know, 15, 24 inches. But I'm as sure soon as you took it out in attempts to wanting to use it, that then the storm gets downgraded. Exactly. It's called the uh, the backs effect. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you were expecting a lot of snow today, uh, you know, sorry, uh, didn't mean to ruin it for you. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, had I left it, I'm actually been a lot worse. Really glad we're not getting as much as they said it was. 
it sounded like it was going to be that real wet, heavy, yeah. leaden snow. Well, that's what it kind of is out there, and it's and you, three to five inches is still going to be a little impactful on your commute. Sure. So, but and they and I'm sure they probably needed to cancel the school anyway. So it's not. But with three to five inches, yeah. You know, I'm I'm not going to break my back. You know, clearing off the driveway completely for three to five inches. That's no. going to melt in two days. Well, you don't know that. It's going to be uh, only in the high of the uh, low 30s the next few days. Sure. But if it's going to be like a foot, yeah. then I, I yeah. you got to go out there. You got to clear it off. I can live with like three inches on the driveway. You've been living with three inches your entire life. What's the difference now? Exactly yeah. what I'm trying to get at, right. Steve. That's exactly my point. Uh, we were talking about the Super Bowl ads that were produced locally um, the other day. Yeah, we mentioned yesterday the uh, the interstate towing. The one. interstate towing one. There was uh, other ones, including Marcotte Ford, Dave Miner uh, Exterior Home Improvements, Gary Rome Hyundai, and Balance uh, Staffing New England. These were all produced because I, I mentioned like how professional these things looked, and I mean that in a way where uh, it's not like the bunk bed world commercial where it's just a guy saying bunk bed world really loudly over a couple of different pictures. Bunk bed world, bunk bed world. I love those commercials. I'm sure you do. I know if I if I were in the mood uh, for. Uh Installing bunk beds in my house, I know where I'd go. But do you know what I'm talking about when you look at a, a locally produced commercial from a TV station? It's like, oh, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's project time in the classroom again. Uh, we put this together. Ooh, the AV club got yeah. very busy. And then you see like a national commercial for yeah. like a BMW and it's all like really crisp and clean and, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Well, these were uh, very uh, good looking commercials. Sure. I, they were very well put together. Apparently, they were all produced by uh, this uh, New York Sound and Motion Pictures. They played uh, during the pregame and uh, and or during the Super Bowl. Uh, this guy, locally. Six, no ad, six ads produced at Rocky's Ace Hardware as well. How about that? that but that's the thing. It's like... Why why is it so hard for like local TV to put together a better looking quality commercial versus we're just doing this like videotape inside your store. Well, this guy like had graphics and he was like Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're willing to pay for it, then yeah. You know, if you're not willing to pay the extra for all the uh, all the production elements, uh, then you know the local spots are what you're gonna get. But I'm not sure they even have the capabilities to do that. Even if you were paying a high price for a production piece, you if probably you were, don't. If, if you were to pay the, if you were to pay for it, for the time and the attention for a particular commercial, yeah. Local TV, I'm not so sure has the time or the resources to do it, but there are many local production houses that could put that together. Okay. It's, it's really all a matter of what you're willing to spend. And okay, and there's a there's a handful of local. Uh, you know, production houses in the area that could do a really good job. And but yeah, but you're right. The, some of these local spots look terrific. Well, I mean, sometimes when you're watching local news, the surveillance camera from the Pride Store has a better picture than what's actually being broadcast to you <laughs> as a newscast. <laughs> Isn't it kind of weird that you see that? Yeah, you, do you, you know what I'm talking about. I totally like that, do. Like that grainy. And what is it about? And I've never understood this, even after taking many broadcast classes. Like, the feel of each TV station is different. Like, you can almost tell you're watching a CBS versus an NBC. 
like the softer. Yeah, NBC's got like a softer lighting or something to it, or or what it, whatever it is. I'm sure that's that's all part of it. Yeah, a lot of a lot of it is lighting. A lot of it is the the quality of the camera. You know, some of it's about you know, who's willing to invest in the in the best technology. Yeah. Be, I think you'd be surprised by how old some of the technology and and broadcast television really is. That's what I'm getting at. Like you can do sometimes a better job with an iPhone recording something than you can with one yeah. of these fancy cameras from a TV station. A lot of it, ha- a lot of it has to do with what kind of budget we're talking about for a particular you know, station. I mean, I remember when I worked in TV. And granted, it was back in the '80s, but we were dealing with equipment. Some of it was already thirty years old at that time. To- at that point, yeah, yeah. yeah and there's a lot more money going into those facilities then than there is now. You know, comparatively speaking, and so they, they, so but they were still using old patch bays with you know cords and everything. It's like you know, you, I mean, nobody uses that stuff anymore. John, but they were back then. If John Quill were alive today, he'd be amazed at the technology they come. He'd be amazed at the shoestring budget they're all operating. No, on. no more magnets on the fridge on the on the on the <laughs> Doppler fridge. This is some real stuff here. It's seven fifty-seven with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812 and Rush with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, the big snowstorm, not so big here in uh, in Massachusetts. But Connecticut, they're getting about uh, 8 to 12 inches uh, down there. Up here, 3 to 5 inches uh, throughout this entire snowstorm, which will end tonight and a high of 36. Tomorrow, uh, sunny with a high of 33. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Guess what today is? Um, <laughs> Tuesday. It's also National World Ra- Wait, is it, well, it's not national. It's World Radio Day. Really? Yeah. No kidding. Uh, everybody in America marked this special occasion on their calendar, didn't they? Not. Uh, let's see. Uh, on my uh, my Google Calendar, no, it says nothing about World Radio Day. Oh, uh, well, I. I don't know why it's not on there. You know, they have JFK's birthday listed on your iPhone calendar. Do they really? Yeah. Huh. That's weird. Actually, I don't I don't use the iPhone calendar that much. Mm-hmm. I use the Google one, but uh, you know, I don't I don't need to know his birthday. I mean, I'm not sending cards. How do you celebrate somebody's birthday after they're dead? I don't know. I, mean, I, I think it depends on the person. You know, if they're like really like someone special. Yeah. Like um Jesus, for example, yeah, yeah I, I, I think he did enough good things where, you know, we could celebrate his birthday every year by giving each other gifts. He's not accepting anything. Yeah, but I'm not celebrating JFK's birthday. No, no. I mean, what do yeah. you bring to that party, by the way? I don't know, but I would think uh, you wouldn't put the top down on the car that day. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it might Maybe. not be the best day for the convertible. Perhaps a helmet, mylar vest, anything. Anything that would help. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, happy World Radio Day. Uh, it is actually a thing. The United Nations made it an official holiday back in 2012. The United Nations? Yeah. Don't they have other things that they should be doing? Especially since we are working in this business and we had no idea that today was this day. We're just being told it's World Radio Day. So what? how are we supposed to even celebrate that? Oh, well, let me tell you, Bax. Uh, this year's theme is celebrating over a century of radio helping to inform, entertain, and educate. There have been two for Tuesdays going on in this country for as long as anyone can remember. Uh, radio did really change the world and still reaches over 80% of Americans each and every week. 
Uh, here's a here's a couple of stats to help you celebrate. Are you All ready? Right, I'm ready. The uh, first commercial uh, radio broadcast was over 100 years ago on November 2nd of 1920. It was Dan Williams' very first day. Now there, stop. Now there's only <laughs> it was Scott Cohen's first day. Now there's over 15,000 uh, stations in the U.S. alone. Wow, isn't that crazy? Yeah, how about that? A uh, a poll a few years ago ranked uh, the radio as the 11th most important invention of all time. The top three vote getters were electricity, phones, and vaccines. Where's the wheel? What the wheel of uh, inventions? No, no, no. Like, a, like the invention of the wheel. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty high up there. They're talking about the modern history. Oh, not, not prehistoric. Well, history. electricity isn't real modern. Well, but uh, commercially, you. I suppose I guess it would be uh, like in the industrial revolution era. Mm. Uh, kind of boomed up a little bit. Uh, the Model T came out in 1908, but cars didn't get radios until the 1930s. What a shame. Yeah, I know, boy. There wasn't, well, there weren't that many great radio stations to listen to before then. The first ones cost around $130, which is like $2,300 in today's money. You imagine you imagine being that hard up for entertainment that you would spend $2,300 on a radio? That's crazy. Twenty. Well, I wouldn't even spend that much on a TV, but on a radio. Yeah. Really? I don't know, man. I mean, not, not that, not that radio is bad. It's just like, yeah, I gotta, yeah, I gotta pick and choose where I get my entertainment. Well, the, one of the things that is another focus of this World Radio Day is keeping AM radios in cars. You know, that actually is a thing where people are saying, you know, AM radio. What good? What is it good for? Yeah. Long as you got streaming signals, yeah. online. It doesn't matter whether you're AM or FM. You know, uh, for all the people that poo-poo on this business, it's not dead. No. And and matter of fact, we had a uh, professional that we know a few weeks ago say that on his Facebook page. Terrestrial radio is dead. Is it really? Yeah, or is is it just the fact that you're no longer in it? Let me tell you something. Uh, Could be. Everybody relies on digital technology. You know, we have a lot of digital technology here. But in case of an absolute emergency, we'd still be able to go back to the old ways of doing that. And if, let's just say some, uh, like, solar flare knocks out all the digital signal for all, like, cell phones and things like that, Mm -hmm. we would still be able to broadcast to you. Perfectly good example, Steve. And and one that, uh, that I feel like I was very much involved in. And actually proud of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the day of the tornado, yeah, I came into the station. Remember, there was like, everybody's electricity was like out, conked out. Gone. It was out. Yeah. I came into the radio station and I took phone calls for three hours. Yeah. And uh, everybody was relying on the radio to get information that, because there was no other information you couldn't even, available. You couldn't even get TV at that point because the electricity was out. TV, most- TV was out. A lot of internet signal was out. But if you're in your car and your radio is, uh, was still uh, working, mm-hmm. which for most of it it was because we're on a generator, those people were getting their information about what was going on through the radio. Yeah. Now, and the live radio, which in some cases uh, locally was not uh, a thing. 
but yeah. we were live and and doing it. I was very proud of that uh, of that uh, couple of hours. And if you turned over to those hearts, what is it, uh, Heart Stabber uh, Company? Yeah, the uh, uh, No Heart, No Heart Radio. Yes. Yeah, yeah. When you turn over there, they're still running like uh, like Hey, it's sunny and uh, ninety three here in the valley. It's pre recorded weather from a day ago. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, the call letters, you want to know about call letters? Sure. For us, uh, for stations in the U.S. have to either start with a K or a W. Well, that I knew. Uh, it's a military thing from the 1910s. In general, stations west of the Mississippi start with a K, mo- and most stations in Canada start with a C. I do that too. Oh, the big C. The big, big C. Big C 103. Yes. Yeah, or big C uh, 96.9, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. One in five people say listening to the radio is a top little thing they look forward to. A top little thing. Oh, it's such a cute little thing. I look forward to listening to those two idiots in the morning. Us? No. Oh, over at different idiots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, hearing your favorite song played ranked fifth on a list of nice things that can happen on any given day. Mm-hmm. Well, if your favorite song is Free Fallen, man, <laughs> we got some news for you. <laughs> Maybe even a little stop dragging my heart around. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know you like yeah. that one. Free yeah. falling, please. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a poll found that 9% of uh, people wish uh, we'd play more commercials. Really? Which is odd. Are those all advertisers wishing they play more of their commercials? That, that's odd and somewhat insulting. Yeah, we we want to hear more of Dave Miner than we do of these two knuckleheads uh, going on the radio. You know what I mean? Because he's more entertaining than we are sometimes. Any of them are. In fairness, that's true. Yeah. Uh, Broadcasting was originally a a farming term. Broadcast seeding is when you scatter seeds in a wider pattern than normal. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, scattering seeds. I've been broadcasting my entire life since I was 12 when I discovered the uh, lingerie section of the JCPenney Wushbook. I remember that. Yeah. Around a third of dog owners have used the radio to keep their dog company while they were gone. Um, Maybe that's why my dog is so nuts. Because you've left I the leave, radio on? I, I leave the morning show on for him every day. And I come home, yeah. and the trash is all over the place. <laughs> well, maybe you just put on a different station. Yeah, that's what I think of your radio show. <laughs> now feed me some real food. <laughs> A recent poll of more than a thousand radio hosts, which we weren't a part of, yeah, no one came to us. Uh, found the top reason we do this is it's a whole lot of fun. It is fun. I think this is a fun. Oh, job. I do it for the paycheck. Do you really? <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, uh, this is a fun job. It beats I mean, working well, for a living. Th- think about all the other things you could possibly be doing. Yes. That's that's what I was going back to saying a couple of weeks ago. It's like you know people were asking us about political stuff. I don't. I don't want to do that. I don't want to. I don't. I'm not trying to make anybody angry. I think the primary reason why people go into this business is because they're simply just not qualified to do much else. I wouldn't say that. I look at my life every single day, and I uh, believe me, I I go through every bit of it with a fine tooth comb, and I cannot, yeah. for the life of me, imagine anything that I am qualified to do other than this and. If you've ever heard me on the radio, you know that's yeah. very hard to imagine. And you know what? I didn't even have to get to the second line of that that that, that stat. Uh, the this is the, it's a whole lot of fun. 
although 50% also agree with the statement, it's the only thing I know how to do. That's true. Yeah. This is a, uh, it's a, like a rare breed of people that choose to do this. Yeah. Usually it's because, you know, we're attention starved, but, you know, you know, hopelessly trying to fulfill, uh, you know, insecurities in our lives. I mean, that's why you do it. And then, uh, which makes you, you could, and there's no other vocation in the world that satisfies that depressing, sad, depraved yeah. itch. But, uh, I, it's, I, I, this isn't the only thing I know how to do. <sighs> you can do other things. I, you could oh, do other things if you think wanted thing. to. Uh, the, what? Give me five good things. Give me two good things that I could do based upon what you know of me. Well, if this ever doesn't work out for you, I'm sure there's a job opening in the paint center over at Rocky's Ace Hardware that you'd be uh, could, eligible to do. I you, could match. Look at paint. all the all the ads you've done over the years. You yeah. know all about that hardware business. Uh, you're right, I do. You know all the brand names they got over there, like uh, like uh, Craftsman. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, some of the others. Yeah, I could work at a sleep number store. You know, I I, I could uh, yeah. I I could go uh, sling beers over at Seven B. You I probably could. Do any could. number of yeah. these things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, we're all in this together. <sighs> Boy, that's uh, that's a upsetting prospect. Wow. Isn't it? That was twelve minutes of the worst radio ever. No, it's uh, not, yeah. Steve. No, yeah. it's not. Yeah, You're bringing attention to World Radio Day. Well, happy World Radio Day, and to you. It's eight twenty-four on Rock one hundred two. Ladies and twenty-seven with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. You know, uh, I I did a video the other day on uh, TikTok. Yeah. <clears throat> about uh, tongue and cheek video about the puppy bowl being fixed. You know. Yeah, because uh, you know we've been talking about these conspiracy theories that the NFL is scripted, and so is the uh, the puppy bowl. Uh, I'm just reading this story here. Southwest Airlines helped a puppy from New Orleans make his way to the puppy bowl by flying him to the big game. Now, uh, Beignet, uh, a Dotson mix, was adopted and lives with his forever family. Some passengers flying to Las Vegas were also surprised with some cuddly and adorable friends this weekend. Southwest Airlines teamed up with Animal Planet to celebrate the Puppy Bowl at the Louis Armstrong New Orleans International Airport with a surprise and delight pup rally. Get it? A pup, pup rally. rally. Puppies uh, from Take Paws Rescue greeted passengers at the gate before they boarded the plane through a Puppy Bowl-themed jet bridge. They could take part in the Puppy Bowl trivia while they waited and were given beanies as a memento of the possum flight. Oh, oh yeah. They got a picture of this, uh, the dog, and then they got a picture of those, uh, people holding up signs on this Southwest flight, and everybody's smiling like they're they're part of the puppy bowl. Uh, sure, uh, flight. You imagine that though, like that's your, that's as high of a level you'll get as a puppy player, a Southwest flight. Yeah, I know. Do you get A list at least? Do you have to wait with the rest of the schlubs in Group B? I I think they put you back as far as far back as C. Yeah, and the dog gets on the plane. Mm-hmm. We have to pick our own seats. They're you know, treating us like dogs on this plane. <laughs> you know what the most upsetting statistic of the uh, the puppy bowl is? Why those players knew the rules better than the San Francisco 49ers. Well, they had gotten the rule book and signed it before they even got the script for the rest of the game. Yeah, but yeah. they, uh, but they used the book to use as a toilet as opposed to the 49ers. Yeah, 
And you, and you, you know, who didn't even know what the book was. Even the dogs were like, uh, you know, you're doing all that Taylor Swift number stuff. You know, it's seven times seven, seven years. Every year is a dog's life is seven years. Seven times seven is 49. Nine. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, see, yeah. they're doing that. Uh, that Very clever. Because uh, uh, Chris Marion uh, suggested that maybe Terrier Swift would be showing up to the puppy bowl. <laughs> and I said, that bitch is not allowed anywhere near this place. <laughs> We got news next to Rock 102. 832 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, Now we've been downgraded to one to three inches here in the Pioneer Valley, although uh, they're still calling for heavy snow uh, south of us. Matter of fact, uh, on Channel 3 out of Hartford, they have reported that the Enfield police chief is reporting heavy snow in his town. Now, didn't we get the uh, we get that picture from that uh, lady? Yeah. Uh, of her drawing a perfectly good snow penis, and there was, what, about a half an inch on the ground when she did that? At, at least. Deep enough to make it very clear what she was drawing. And that was an hour ago, so now they've got a foot of snow in Enfield. That's probably uh, crazy. But uh, we're not going to get as much as they said, but the winter weather advisory is still in effect uh, until 1 a.m. tomorrow. Uh, So be prepared, I guess. Several communities in Western Mass have implemented temporary parking bans. Trash delays in municipal offices closed due to the snow accumulation today. Hmm. Uh, Below, I'm going to go through each and every one of them. Okay. Agawam, no on-street parking from midnight uh, until uh, midnight tonight. Uh, Tuesday's trash and recycling collection is canceled. Pickups for everyone will be pushed back this week by one day. Over in Chicopee, no parking on the main roads and no parking on the odd side of secondary roads from 5 a.m. today until 5 a.m. tomorrow. City Hall will be closed on Tuesday. This seems like a little... uh, Everybody jumped the gun. Well, because we were told mm-hmm. that we were going to get this class three kill storm coming our way, and then uh, it turned out to be nothing. But it, why you should not make the decision to close until you're close but, enough to yeah, the like but, like but, at eight o'clock last night? They could have been like, all right, well, we're yeah. only getting one to three. We only need to. You know what it is? It's like the boy that cried wolf. Yeah, you know, like hey, you, you, you cancel school by like noon the previous day. And uh, under the guise that you know tomorrow's going to be an absolutely you know, hellacious commute, class five kill storm, and then the day comes around, all of a sudden it's, it's nothing, nothing, three to five inches. You're New Englanders, suck it up, Buttercup. Huh. Well, it's just like the old joke. How many times have you been promised three to five and only got one or two? Yeah, right. Uh, the Springfield Fire Department was called to a car in Watershops Pond late Monday night. According to the Springfield Fire Department, crews were searching for a car in Watershops Pond, Springfield, late Monday night. But were they looking for a car late Monday night in the Watershops Pond? No. In fact, what they were doing, they were looking for a car late Monday night. Yes. Near Watershops Pond. But in the Watershops Pond, were they looking for a car late Monday night? I don't know. What was going on late Monday night? Well, the fire department was out at Watershops Pond looking for a car. But now, they is, only found a car in the water shop's pond. Now, uh, I'm a little confused. Uh, is this a new car in water shop's pond, or is this one of the other cars that they found when they drained it? I believe they found a car in water shop's pond late Monday night. Late Monday night? Yes. 
This is the first time hearing about it. Well, because, uh, you know, it takes a while for a car to be found in the water shop's pond late Monday night. I suppose that's true. And no other details of the story. Womp, 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 womp. Why even bother putting the story up online if you just reiterate what you said in the first line? Mm-hmm. They're trying to fill in say, time. We don't have any updates. We don't know what's going on. Well, then that's not news if you can't tell us what's going on. It's definitely not news. That could have been just a car who decided to end it all and say, I can't take this anymore. I'm going into Water Shop's Pond late Monday night. <laughs> I mean, the news would be, was there somebody in the car in Water Shop's Pond late Monday night? Well, there could that, be. That, you know, see, to me, that's news. You know, why was it there? What caused that car to be in the pond in the first place. That's the newsworthy part. Yes, but they didn't see any of that happen, so they can't tell you what happened. I guess. I guess so. Uh, this, this whole thing. Why, why bother even be, calling yourself a news service? I couldn't tell you. Um, and there's really not other like updated news around here. Well, no kidding, because now everybody's covering the uh, the storm. Let's uh, let's go down to uh, let's go down to Connecticut. You want to go down to Connecticut? Sure. Uh, man arrested for shooting three people carjacking vehicles in Memphis crime speed. Now that's that's a news story. See, that's how you do it. A 20-year-old man is accused of going on a crime spree that involved multiple shootings and carjackings. Police say 20-year-old. Cordarian Craft was uh, captured in a restaurant on Sunday. He's charged with carjacking, first-degree murder, aggravated robbery, two counts of aggravated child abuse, intentional evade to arrest in an auto, and evading arrest. Carjacking. Isn't what that uh, that guy was charged with down at the ice cream shop? I believe so. That's a news story. <laughs> you see, there you <laughs> go. That was that was the the best what we saw story. <laughs> oh my god! There was a guy doing high fives with Yul Brenner in his car, in the ice cream shop. His cone was melting. Uh, according to the uh, Memphis Police Department, Kraft was involved in three shootings and two carjackings that took place on East Shelby Drive, uh, Pilot Drive, and Commerce Circle. You know where that is. <laughs> no, not the, really. The crime scene uh, start. There's more details of a story that's 800 miles away than there is a story that's eight miles yeah, away. Yeah, because the people committing these uh, news stories, yeah. not reporting them, the people actually doing the things that are maybe illegal or whatever, actually know how to create a news story. The uh, the spree started when investigators say Kraft uh, carjacked a woman in a church parking lot uh, of Center Chapel Missionary Baptist Church Sunday morning. Police say the event went to a store on East Shelby Drive and shot and killed a man. Kraft at some point went to the area pilot drive and is believed to have fired shots. However, there was no uh, reported injuries there. He then fled to Commerce Circle and shot two people. Police say the victims are two women and one is listed in critical condition. At some point, Kraft carjacked another vehicle that police put an alert out for. I'm just amazed at all the details that are in this story. Yeah, it's a lot. We would never get that up here. He was uh, he had been out on bond and was previously charged with attempted first-degree murder, but that case was dismissed. The Shelby County District Attorney's Office uh, spoke about the crime. This this story is so lengthy. Goes on and on. Well, I'm not I'm not going to go into all of it, but it's uh, so lengthy you almost wish it would end. I just I, I it's going to end. I'm I'm just pointing out the discrepancies between what we have locally here and what we have nationally. I hear you. 
Uh, new uh, health officials in Oregon revealed that the first human case of the bubonic plague in Oregon uh, in over eight years occurred in a resident of rural Deschutes County. The Deschutes County uh, Health Services said that one person was most likely infected by their pet cat who had displayed symptoms. This is another reason why I don't want a cat in my house. Bubonic plague? No kidding. Officials said the uh, most common way for humans to contract the plague is through flea bites that contain it. Pets kept in the home can also contract the disease if they chase rats infected with it. After they contact the uh, the plague, pets can pass it on to their owners through bodily fluids or tissue. What are you doing with the cat? Yeah, well, yeah well, keep your cat away from your bodily fluids. Pets can also bring home fleas infected with the plague, which can then bite people. The plague is far less common in dogs, but not impossible. The Deschutes County Health Services said all close contacts of the infected resident and their pet have been provided with medication to prevent the illness. You can't even trust your cat anymore. You know, uh, I've had cats. I like cats. But if I never have to go through a cat box again, I'd be more than happy. I never want to change a cat box for the rest of my life. And I like cats. I just don't want to go through the box. No, I wouldn't want to go through the box. I don't like sifting through the box. That is, uh, all these things, you know, my kid's telling me to get a cat in the house. All of these things that's, yeah, the only thing, it's like, oh, yeah, it's cute little cuddly kitten. Yeah. But nobody's really focusing on the mess that this thing makes. And uh, even if you said, yeah, I'll get a cat, but you're changing the box. And I've already got enough uh, mess uh, messes yeah. going on. Yeah, I, I, honestly, uh, no kid. Kid's going to change the box one time, realize, oh, my God, this is the grossest thing I've ever done in my life. And then it'll be me doing it. And then it'll be you. It'll be all you. Uh, Hundreds of years ago, Methodists were named for their methodical way in which they carried out their Christian faith. It has nothing to do with methamphetamine. A 63-year-old Methodist pastor in Connecticut named Reverend Herbert Miller was arrested on Friday after police found meth in the vehicle he was driving. I'm a Methodist! He also had a suspended. I'm a meth fit actor. He also, oh, I like that. He also had a suspended registration, according to the state police. Members of the community alerted to them uh, of a suspicious incident involving Reverend Miller. It's unclear what that suspicious incident was, but that's how the cops zeroed in on him. Mm. Uh, the Reverend had meth in both rock and liquefied forms. Well, he turned it into uh, wine to uh, share it with uh, the congregation. Right. Isn't that how Jesus did it? I brought, I broke this meth rock and no, I don't, I don't think fed that's how, the masses. Don't believe that's how he did it. And there was also a needle prepared for injection. He was the pastor of the Woodbury United Methodist Church, but they have removed him from the website. The church has not commented on the situation. I think once they've removed him from the website, that's all the comment they need to make. Yeah, can you imagine that? that it's like, for all the other things that uh, priests have been accused of doing, yeah. This is the worst one. Well, the Methodists don't seem to get all the uh you know, get all the criticism. Well, they don't get all the criticism, but all that stuff with the the kids and all that stuff, that uh-huh. happens in pretty much any organization. Sure. Yeah, you know, there's I mean, always some level of that, I believe, especially if you're working around youth and 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 whatnot. It's just that the Catholic Church has been exposed to it. And well, they're the biggest of the organizations. Right. But I mean, that's, a, that's, a, that's a behemoth right there. A behemoth that they continue to 
hide the these people. But the Methodists are like, no, we got a meth, we got a meth pastor here. <laughs> what you need? Yeah. <laughs> well, this is what we got going on this yeah. week. We either got eternal salvation or yeah, or uh, stuff we made in the lab, or walking naked around a parking lot at two o'clock in the morning. What do you say? Those are your two options. Yeah. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast. You should have seen what he did at the Jamba Juice a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today: winter storm uh, advisory is in effect until one a.m. Uh, tomorrow, uh, going to see uh, one to four inches here in the Pioneer Valley. And then uh, below us to the south in uh, Connecticut, they're seeing up to 12 inches. I guess the further south you go, the more snow you're going to get. High of 36. It's 31 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 851 in Pink Floyd with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, winter weather advisory is in effect until 1 a.m. tomorrow. Uh, going to see about 1 to 4 inches uh, here in the Pioneer Valley. To the south of us, uh, they're getting a lot more, uh, 8 to 12 inches uh, down, you know, in Hartford area, right. that kind of thing. You 31. know, by the by the time uh, summer comes around, all that snow will probably be gone. Yeah, uh, which is great because right now Rock One Two wants to put you on the lawn all summer long at the Xfinity Theater in Hartford. And I would assume that by you know May, June, July, there'll be no evidence of any snow from this storm. Uh, all you got to do is go to rock102.com before February 25th, and one winner will be chosen at random to get a pair of lawn passes to great shows at the Xfinity Theater. All summer long from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. That's a very cool prize. That is a really cool prize. I'd want one of something like that. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, lawn seats are fine. You know, you don't have to sit right up front of the stage to enjoy a great show. You don't. Mm, it depends, I think, on what show it is. But, you know, they got those big giant screens. I mean, you can see everything. You can see it all. Well, you know, that was what I had said about uh, the, the Taylor Swift thing the the phenom with that yeah where people were paying up to like fifteen hundred dollars for a ticket and you know it's the last seat in the stadium you know <laughs> and uh the guy we know the guy that used to work here years ago uh the, produced the show for you and all oh, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. he runs a bunch of stations now right uh, and he even had to pay for his comp tickets which weren't comped at all Paid like $500 a piece for these for things. For comp tickets. Yeah, and they were in like the last row of the stadium. And when I was telling him about, I said, well, I didn't go to the concert. I paid $20 for the movie, you know, that she had on, on yeah. the screen. And he goes, you know what? You got a better deal because you saw it right up close. We were sitting in that stadium in the very last row. And what did we watch it on anyway? A freaking screen. That's so it. So you actually made out a better yeah. deal. I gotta tell you, I'd rather pay twenty bucks than uh, like two thousand bucks. Yeah, Taylor Swift or not, there's there's nobody worth that kind of cash. Nobody is to good. see live. No, no, nobody. Even the Pope. Even the Pope, I would have a hard time parting with two thousand dollars. Do they charge for tickets for that for the Pope? You know what? I don't know if they charge, but I think there's like a like a lottery system. Yeah, that you have to uh, go through in order to get the tickets. Oh, I get you. I don't know if they cost anything, but you know the the, the folks in the front row, I think get a you know better place in the lottery draw to to get those tickets. There's no gambling at church. No, no. Well, in some depending on the church you go to, every day is a gamble. But I it, but I I believe that's how they do it because otherwise, if they just 
open it up to everybody. You'd have like 10,000, you know, people trying to cram into a very small space every week. Uh, let's change gears here. Sure. Using a clutch. Yes. Uh, did you buy the Valentine's gift for your wife yet? Uh yeah, but yeah, but but Valentine's Day and our wedding anniversary are like two days apart. Yeah. So uh, Do you it, have to get two gifts, one for Valentine's Day and one for the anniversary. I kind of got a bunch of small things. Yeah. That will you know that that rather than like one big thing, the, uh, I got like a bunch listen, of uh, smaller things. I give you kudos for not actually getting married on Valentine's Day, but it's kind of like a kid with a birthday around Christmas. Yeah. You know, like, do you really deserve two separate days of gifts, even though your birthday's on the 24th and Christmas is on the 25th? Well, I mean, we're we're, we're pretty practical people, you yeah. know? I mean, the, the reason we got married two days after Thanksgiving was the room was available. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was the primary reason we got it. Right. A- and, uh, and for a low cost. Real low cost, yeah. you know, compared to what that place would cost you in normally. The summer, yeah, in the yeah. summertime. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah. So I mean, we we all made out, but yeah. I mean, am I? Are we required to buy double the gifts simply because it's two days in a row? No, but yeah. you know, we'll have a nice day. Listen, man, I don't have to buy jack squat. Buy my kids some candy. That's about it. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's, that's all you got to do. You really lucked out. The uh, National Retail Federation just released a survey. Mm, um, somebody re- somebody took our survey buttons out. <laughs> uh, show, what show a me, rat bastard would do that. The top seven things that uh, Americans are buying for Valentine's Day, and even though Valentine's Day is tomorrow, there's still time to buy most of these. Uh, candy, probably something special. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go with like a Sour Patch Kids, though. Like or those uh, those uh, what's the name of those those jelly beans that taste like grass or like vomit? Oh, uh, what are they called? They're they're um the, the the Jelly Belly ones. The Jelly Belly ones where you play that game bamboozled with it. Yeah, where, yeah. Where you could also get one that tastes like pickle or vinegar or something yeah, else. Yeah, you don't want that. Uh, greeting cards. Yeah, you can get one of those. Flowers. It may be too late to have flowers sent. But you know what? You go to a grocery store like Big Y or Stop and Shop. I know. You pay like a third of the price that you would if you went to a florist. Yeah. And yeah, but and the, the problem with Valentine's Day and a florist is, you know, because of the supply and demand issues of yeah. that particular day, they raise the price. Right. Well, they raise the price of the grocery store, too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but it's but you're but still, still paying a far less price. For the the rose, it's the same roses. You know what's the funny part about it is, what? it's not only the same roses; they're all kind of coming from the same places. Yeah, there there's only like, I, I think people don't realize where things come from. Yeah, like like there's only a finite number of places that distribute meat or distribute fish or mm-hmm. distribute you know all these things that we enjoy and use every day. I think in people's minds sometimes it's like. Oh no! This thing is coming from halfway across the country, or yeah. this is coming the, from a better place. The the benefit of going to a florist is yeah. the arrangement will always be better. Oh, I'm sure. I, I, I mean, yes, there's all I'm, there's, and, and it really yeah. depends. On, like, like if you were going to send flowers uh, to a funeral, I probably wouldn't go through the big Y florist. Mm, I would. Well, that's you. I, I mean, w- if it's if, if someone died that you cared for, you'd probably go through an actual florist and say, "Listen, I want something really spectacular with like a lot of baby's breath on it." They're dead. 
Yeah, okay? I know. Okay, why are you going to go uh, spend exorbitant amounts of money uh, amounts of money on, on flowers from a florist when you could just go, hey, by the way, and you know what? I bet you uh, Big Y throws yeah. in a couple of those coupons for you when you when you get to yeah, the but funeral. Did, did you hear how I prefaced this thing? Yeah. I said it depends on the person who died. You know, if it's somebody you know special and close to you, yeah, and you want to send flowers, and you you, you know you you might want to open up the wallet. Now, if I went to Big Y and got flowers, I might get a you know like a bouquet of flowers, but also get some of those delicious punchkis that I love so much. And today's the last day for those too, because today's the last day. Tomorrow's Ash Wednesday. Oh, Jesus! Come on now, this really is the last day. Yeah, I I think they stopped selling them on this. Today is Fat Tuesday. Oh yeah, that's right. Which has been that way from uh, every Tuesday has been that way for me for the last since nineteen sixty six. You got every it, day, yeah, every yeah. year, baby. But uh, yeah, today's the last day for the punchki. Oh, I didn't even realize today's the last day. You know what? That's a great Valentine's treat. Uh, you know what? Yeah. That's right. Because today's the last day, and you know I would love to have a couple you know pounds of punchkis in my gut. I uh, a friend of mine told me uh, they got a, a punchki the other day. Yeah. Prune flavored. Yeah, that's the traditional one. Really? Yeah, believe it or not, prune is actually yes, prune. Uh, yeah, maybe like a raspberry, but yeah, prune is, is uh, one of the uh, that is the more traditional flavor. You know, we're running out of time, but uh, I always thought those Polish people were full of it, but apparently not. Not after a prune punchki, you know. P- pushing that right out. <laughs> it's called the punch pushki. <laughs> it's eight fifty nine. A rock one hundred two. 